Turn your TV to Channel 3, because it's time for the Legend of Retro Podcast at BX8B.com! Ah, welcome back, Retro Hunters. I'm your host, Jay. And this is Chops, doing it normal style. And you are listening to episode 17 of the Legend of Retro. That's right. Legends. Legend 17 of the Legends. Good job. Brought to you by our sponsor, Detroit Beard Collective. DetroitBeardCollective.com is where you need to go to buy all your beard shit. All of it. Beard balm, beard butter, beard boobs, beard combs. Beard beard boobs aren't available yet. They will be in the future. Maybe. Beard combs. Use the offer code BXAP at checkout. On orders of twenty five dollars or more, and save twenty percent off. BXAP and don't forget is the is the offer. Yeah, don't forget to uh, treat yourself to a beard crate. Treat yourself. Beard crate. Treat the yourself. Best. All right, guys. So, episode seventeen, we got a, a a new topic in store for us today, and that simply is scrolling shooters. Our favorite. I mean, I would say one of my favorite games that stand, like, completely different from, like, and out there from any other game that we play. Like, RPGs, like, Scrolling Shooters is a game that I will play for the rest of my life. It's one of my favorites. I mean, I remember it all the way back to, you know, my NES days when I got my first system and I was playing 1942. Yes, then that's a classic shooter game. We've got uh, 1942, you've got Gradius, you've got Darius, one of Ethan's favorite Thunder Force? No, no, Raptor. 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 You really enjoy Raptor. Thunder Force. Ikaruga. My favorite. Which is one of the, on the newer end, which was in oh, the GameCube Game era. Yeah. Um, you've also got Raiden, R-Type, Galaga's even considered in there. Um, but what's, what's funny about this is that scrolling shooters is a subgenre of games in the shoot 'em up category, which I didn't know th- there was a specific character category called shoot 'em up. Uh, now I think now there is. I mean, back in the day, wasn't it just scrolling shooters? No, it was shoot 'em up because what they they classify them as is a lone unit or spacecraft or something taking on a wave of enemies, and the goal is to shoot them as fast as you can. Mm, okay. And and so one of the earlier ones was like Galaga, Space Invaders. Space Invaders kind of like coined that that genre, but sure. Um, so today we're talking about our favorite side-scrolling shooters, specifically. So your vertical and your horizontal scrolling shooters. Um, preferably, what do you guys go for when you go for a shooter? Oh, man. I mean, Ikruga is uh, is horizontal. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and, and that's probably one no, of my... No, f- it's, uh, it's vertical. Ikruga? Yeah, it goes from... Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and so is 1942. So yeah. I, I'd say vertical is... Uh, probably my go-to. I, I mean, I, I like, I guess my, my horizontal, I'm more of a fan of, like, Metal Slug. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and like, Contra is a little bit of, like, that, even yeah. though it's not necessarily side-scrolling, because it's not... That's a continu- running gun. You'd yeah, call that a yeah, running yeah, gun. It's a running not a continuously scrolling game, but it's a similar style. You know, like, your your vertical ones are your top-down shooters, which we kind of, you know, we call, just because we don't know any better, um, and then your horizontal shooters. But yeah, Ikaruga is, is a top-down... Um, vertical shooter. 
By the way, that third voice you heard is Ethan. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention yeah. producer Ethan. I almost impulsively said hello in a British voice like I always do for no reason. And I didn't <laughs> do it this week like an idiot. Thank so. you. Well, I normally do it like an idiot. So I'm proud of myself for not sounding stupid. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I unthank okay, you because I miss like it. Hello. There we go. That's better. I quit. I quit. Basically. Yes, we've done it. We've eradicated chops. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, let's get into it. Where, uh, where are we starting here? Well, I'd, I'd like to say, so you start out with Ikaruga as, as one of your all-time favorite scrolling shooters. Yeah. I, I, I That followed by 1942, and you asked me the question, do I like, uh, what do I like better, vertical or horizontal? I go with vertical. Okay. Ethan? My favorite of the genre? Um... I have a lot of really good memories from my childhood of playing, I believe it's pronounced Einhinder. Einhinder? On the PlayStation. Okay. Uh, that is one of my favorites of the genre for sure. I. Eisenhower. Eisen, Eisenhower, yes. Einhinder, Einhander. It's, it's where you're Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, and, and you're just flying in the air, spitting at, at things, and you're spitting. We like Ike. Is we like Ike. It's volatile. Yeah. Um,. Who doesn't I, like that game? <laughs> I, I can't remember. So there's been a bane of my existence, and it's for the life of me, I can't figure out what scrolling shooter game I played growing up. But I remember, and it just drives me crazy because I still can never figure it out. But I want to say it was more realistic of like actual, like it looked like a bomber plane. It Bomberman was a, it, 64. It was a vertical shooter. And you got power-ups. Some of them were, like, an extra ship on the side. Um, some of them were, like, you know, the, the two shots, the four shot, things like that. I Sounds like Ikaruga. It, it's not. No, it was, so it was older arcade-style graphics. Is that 1942? And When I looked at 1942, though, and it may have been a newer version of 1942, but the original 1942, there's no music except for drumming. It's like... Straight up, like like March drumming, <laughs> something like that, yeah. and it was the most annoying <laughs> music I ever heard. But anyways, that that game I can't figure it out. I want to say it, it's probably something like a like a something Planes is in the I, Planes has to be in the title of it. Mm-hmm. Planes but, by Disney, yes. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> starring uh, oh, what was that comedian with the Kool Aid joke? He stole the jokes. Oh, Dane Cook. Dane Cook was the voice in oh, Planes. Oh, God, really? Was he really? Yeah. It <laughs> Why was do you know this? Because I went and saw Planes in theaters. You're That's even person. worse. Oh, we, everyone in this room knows, so I'll let the audience know, that my fiance is the biggest Disney fan in the world, so we go see almost all the Disney movies. That's not so. an excuse. It is That's to go see Planes. That's why that I saw it. Did you see Planes 2? No, because Planes... Cars 2? No, Planes wasn't very good, so we agreed after that we didn't need to see any of the sequels. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so those are your favorite games, but and then Jay, you said you got your starting point with side scrollers at 1942. It, well, for yeah, the, for like really into the genre. Yeah, it was one of my first NES games I got. You know, when my parents bought me the NES, like uh, I ended up with 1942. I think it might have just came with like their. Sam's Club or whatever the hell it was called back then uh, um, bundle that they bought me and I played a ton of that game even though even though I was way more into like you know outer space shooters and things like that but um, I guess my starting point since you brought it up would be more of like but it's not it's not the same style would have been like a Galaga you know like yeah, yeah of course I played those but 
but where I think I like obviously I remember this game to this day and and every time I play it I have a blast with it so it's definitely I think my start point for me personally as far as the the love for the type of game because you can release one tomorrow on you know on one of the newer PlayStation 4 network and I and I'll play it it's it's just it's a style of game that I have a lot of fun with now um when you're in the arcade if you had to choose between turtles or side scrolling shooter you'd probably go turtles wouldn't you ooh i would go turtles if i was had if i was there with friends okay i didn't like playing turtles or simpsons or anything like that the brawlers by like single player you know cuz you just kind of felt like that game was not possible without friends right you know and um, where these the side the shooters um, side scroll shooters you could you, you could have fun with. Plus, most of the time those cost less quarters back in the well, day. Oh yeah, so, and they so were you everywhere. Get more bang for your buck. And I felt like they were everywhere. Like I didn't like if you went to a hotel lobby, you typically had a good chance of playing Galaga. Like there well, was the tabletop the, the tabletop, tabletop ones. Um, there yeah. was Galaga is also mixed in with a lot of. Uh, arcade cabinets too, wasn't it? There like a dual, a dual yeah, you had like, or something you had like Pac-Man, Galaga, um, like dual where you you yeah, put your you, quarters in and then you pick what you want to play. Right. So I yep. would think as like a genre of game that was more available, more spread out. That was one of them. Um, Ethan, chops. What was your entry, your foray into side-scrolling shooters? So, growing up. One of my favorite things about going over to my grandmother's house is my uncle's Atari 2600 was there. Okay. Which we would very frequently hook that up and play it. So for some of my age, I played a lot more Atari 2600 than you would expect. Uh, So Defender. I had a blast popping in Defender. And uh, it was just compared to a lot of Atari 2600 games, that one had speed to it. That one one moved where, you know, we had things like Outlaw and IndyCar and Pong and Brick Break and all that kind of stuff. And then having Defender, that one felt a little more exciting for me. Now, like, like, did you did you seek out? Shooter side-scrolling shooter games because I feel like as as readily available as these games were, I would say in like arcade settings and uh, in, in different areas where the smaller arcades would be, I didn't think a lot of people reached out to those games. I I would say it honestly wasn't until the last few, maybe four or five years that the side-scrolling shooter was actually the type of game I would gravitate a little bit more towards if I'm going to play something that has more of a classic feel. Uh, th- it just there's something that's simple and fun about the gameplay. You're dodging, you're dodging bullets, you're shooting head on, trying to take out your targets. And there's something that it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, there's so many different ways that you can put those games together. It's always a a fun and simple game to play. Uh, but they're they're difficult. They're always difficult. And so now it's something I gravitate more towards than uh, when I was a child. Okay, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I, I feel like um, <clears throat> these days. You'd barely see any. Like I, I can't name a modern side-scrolling shooter. Well, uh, the free PS uh, end game, Shitsumi. That one was just launched this month. Yeah. That, that that's a side-scrolling I guess shooter. It is, yeah. Uh, is, but it's not as serious as the other ones. I think your new, I think your new like version of these games are more like the Rezogun. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's well, not yeah. a. F- you know, that Rezo gun game was a very unique. Yeah. Your camera angle doesn't push you, but you are. Rec- but like, but the game pushes you. You know. So like, it still, in its sense, acts like a very similar style. Sh- you know, side-scrolling shooter type deal. Um, shoot 'em up, but. Uh, you know, in, in a new age form, and Resogun is a fantastic uh, game. And I agree with like Resogun, Geometry Wars. I Even though it's love not Geometry Wars. It took that genre and really it changed the way that you yep. think about it. And in like Super Stardust, Super Stardust, and that's another one. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so these games have have kind of like lasted since the beginning of the creation of video games. Yeah, I'd say it's one of the longest-running genre of games that have been out there, aside from your adventure games, um, which were bit, used to be just text. You know, <laughs> it used to be a right. used to be a book and a computer. How how fun is that? Yeah, exactly. Um, now, on, on one of the websites that I saw on Ranker, they ranked the best side-scrolling games. Um, they did like a ton of them, but I'm going to name a few. So, and I want you guys to tell me if you've played any of these, and we'll see how we feel about them. Because I haven't played as much as I love shooter side scrollers. I haven't played a lot of them. So we got R Type as the first one. This is like from the best to worst. This is the best to worst. Yeah, R Type is number one. Okay. Then you get 1942, number okay. two. Raptor, Call of the Shadows. Okay, so which is 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 probably out of these so far. I guess I don't know what our type looks like, but I think it's one of the the more graphically heavy uh, shooters of these three, right? Because it was Genesis that this one came out on, right? I played so okay. So I will I will speak to to our types had many evolutions over the years, yes. but our uh, type looked really good for its time. My my introduction with Raptor is I believe it came bundled with the joystick my brother got for Christmas for the PC. So we played Raptor, whatever, the Shadows or whatever, uh, on PC, and it came with a joystick. And for me, in the early 90s, having that, like, uh, you know, we had a big, like, purple and clear joystick, and it, it, it had the triggers dildo. on the top. It was a big dildo. Uh, it felt like that was cool. Like, that's some airplane kind of stuff that we're using this giant joystick. Because before, I've used the 2600 joystick, but this joystick felt like something you would see in the cockpit of a plane, to me as a child. And so being able to play a side-scrolling shooter like that with this huge, you know, as a kid, it just felt big and it felt real. And and Raptor was such a cool game. You know, it's it's your typical, you know, top view shooter. You're getting your upgrades. You're blowing blowing things up. You're killing huge bosses. Uh, but I loved Raptor. That game will always have a big impression on me. Okay. N- coming up next is Darius, and then followed by n- number five, Ikaruga. Now, Ikaruga has been a game that's, for GameCube, though, has, has had a unique gameplay feature to it of where, like, you have damage-specific type enemies uh-huh. that you kill. And I watched a speedrun of this of a task bot speedrunning the game, which, which if you don't know what a task bot is, it's a tool-assisted bot that basically finds the best possible way to play a game and beats it that efficiently. And I watched watched it play it on the hardest level, hardest setting of Ikaruga, and it's fucking crazy because, like, I don't think I could play that game normal. It's It's hard. It's a very hard game. It is. Yes. It, it it rewards skilled players for sure because you have a, a flip between a light and a dark style weapon that you know your your light does damage against the light, the dark does damage against the dark, and then you can also switch by charging up stuff and like you could speak to it probably a little bit better than me, but uh, you pretty much. I mean, you nailed it pretty much from what you've watched. I mean, 
the the game is it's probably one of the hardest like you know shoot 'em up style uh, scrollers I've ever played. But I played it back when I you know back when GameCube was new, and I back when I played that I felt like man I haven't had a game like this in a long time. You know that's that's kind of what it felt like to me. Um, this has been my this was my super find from the garage sale hunting last year. Where I where I obtained this game complete in the box for a dollar. Oh shit! Yeah, it's wow. Yeah, it's almost a seventy dollar game now online. That's so seventy. Yeah. I'm more shocked that it's seventy dollars than you got them for one dollar. Yeah, that's uh, a it, lot of money for a side scroll. It's uh, it, it, there's not a lot of copies of it, but if you are looking for a challenging, unique, and well made, you know, side you know, um, shoot 'em up scroller, Ikruga is a, is so good. And it's, I mean, when you think about it, besides the games we mentioned, like Resogun and things like that, it's one of the newest of its, like, of its true, you know, original form that's that's come out besides, like... That I can think of, yeah. I mean, you have, like, 40,000 R-types. That's why, like, giving R-type well, the number one in its original form, yes, because it was re- it was revolutionary in a way. It, its visuals and everything were that... It was that next step. But now it's, like, you know... R type nine squared two on the you know which is a port from the PSP over to the PS Vita and then I play it and I'm like oh my god this is terrible. Well, in this list you're you're gonna see in a second, it is a lot of those number threes, number fours. So like the, the number six is Einhinder, which or, is another one. Like, like I said earlier, that's probably my favorite of the genre. Um, my friends lived a couple houses down. They had a PlayStation. I didn't have the original PlayStation till later on. And this game's actually developed by Square. So I think there's that certain amount, that certain precedent of quality that comes with a Square-produced game. And the thing, you know, this was in in the Polygon era, so everything had that, that PlayStation look to it where, you know, a lot of side-scrolling shooters before that, you know, they had the the more traditional sprites. And the, the cool mechanic of this game was, you know, you're, you're flying this little... The, I almost want to say it was like a wasp and you could select your different like armor types, I think, and you you could do that, but then you could choose your weapons and you actually switched weapons and you physically, you saw the, the ship rotate like the actual weapons when they switched out. It wasn't just an, uh, it's the the look of the ship changed depending on what weapons you picked up. And that was a detail that you didn't see in those sort of games. And that's the kind of stuff you get in a square game. And that's one that I need to add to my collection. I haven't played it in 15 years. But if you're a fan of the genre, Einhinder on the uh, the PlayStation is, is a must-own. It was released on the PSN just in Japan, which is pretty disheartening for me. So I just have to get a physical copy. I believe I will. I'll be getting on eBay tonight. <clears throat> to finish out the list, Thunder Force 3. I don't think I've ever played a Thunder Force game, but I might have. Uh, Gunbird, number eight. Thunder <laughs> I don't know what Gunbird is, but I like the sound Thunder of it. Thunder Force 2 was nine, and Raiden 2 was ten. As you can see, these companies that made these side-scrollers found a, found a good game in a niche, and then just kind of went with it and made some subtle changes along the way. Like, I'm looking at this list, and there's a Thunder Force 4. There's an R-Type 3, the third lightning. Like, like you had said, there's just these... It, these are easy games to regurgitate. It's they really like, beat it at They're horse. almost like the pre-Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another one that I uh, really enjoyed on the Sega Genesis that's not on the list there is Axley. Axley, actually, I think it's further down on the list. 
Is that the one that you uh, can capture enemies? Yes. Yeah. So I saw that. You like fight a lot of fish-based things. Yeah. But you can capture enemy ships and use them as yeah. like a partner fighting against other enemies. Yeah, and we uh, we actually while while back we played that uh, for a retro relapse. Okay. We, yeah. I thought we when did I fir- when I first picked it up. Uh, but yeah, I have that in the collection. It's that's a a pretty trippy. Uh, a game there, but another one that's uh, a lot of fun to play. Right. So, so, so then let's get into the mechanics here. So, basic is just shooting shit. That's really the the, the bread and butter of it. But we have those unique huh. features. In, uh, what? Meat and potatoes? Huh? Oh god, dear lord, shoot him in the face. <laughs> um, you. But you have those games like Axelay that have a unique characteristic to where, okay, I can capture ships, I can use them to my advantage. Um, Ikaruga, you have damage based on typing. You know, um, is there any other game, side-scroller, that stood out to you as far as a mechanic that you really enjoyed? I mean, man, it goes all the way back to you know, Getting the extra, getting the side ships in Galaga, yeah, you know, like that. I remember that that being my first memory of like, and, and when I first played this game, I didn't know that, you know, when I was a kid. But like, like, oh yeah, like, when you first find out that secret, you're like, yeah, because oh, you I always can, avoid the damn. I can thing, get that right? back. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's one of the first mechanics I remember. Where I was like, so I want to let you know the bad guys take my ship, and then try and then get it, try to get it back. But there's a gamble right. feature to it, you know. So like that, that always was something that stuck with me big time. And then, um, you know, I would say, Ikaruga is something really special to me just because of of like the type, you know, the type uh, resistance almost. You know, it's like hey, light and dark, or you know, it kind of reminds you of Pokemon, where it's like you know these each each uh, creature has weaknesses and resistance so uh it was cool to see that built in i do like our type early on because of the and this isn't really a mechanic but this is more of a visual like you said is that your ships change you know ships change in our type and it was unlike anything you had ever seen before so beyond that though i'm trying to think i, I don't know um of a mechanic that like blew my mind I think I named. I think I named the. the yeah, three. I think you named the big one as far as like extra ship there for for Galaga. Yeah, that was cool. I was always fond of the oh shit weapon when stuff is just like <laughs> crazy and out of control. You have that one weapon that kills everything on screen. Sure, that's my favorite because in good side-scrolling shooters, you get games that are going to overwhelm you and you're going to panic. And you're either going to get fucked or you're going to have that one weapon that's going to save your ass. That's what I always appreciated because. More often than not, I needed to use it. Right. You know, like your bomb, or, you know, for some reason your ship shoots a giant laser. I don't know why it would shoot a giant laser. Yeah. Or like Resogun, you had the, you have like the, the nuke that literally takes out the whole. Because you're playing on like a sphere. Yeah. Uh, in, in Resogun, in or, or a cylinder, actually. And uh, so you had this nuke that like literally it covers the whole cylinder and you watch it ripple all the way around. <laughs> yeah. um, that's always fun when the screen is just covered in, you know, uh, enemies and you just watch them all pixelize into dust now is there anything special about Einhinder or how do you say it Einhander Ein- uh, we always said Einhinder we always said Einhinder growing up 
And I don't know if that, you know, like, again, we can't really take my reading it's got ability. got over the Yeah, AA, my reading that. ability as adult or child into a, Did into you account. take German in high school? Uh, I took zero foreign languages. Oh, okay. So, because I'm oh, not really good at English. So, I made it through <laughs> high school, associates, and a bachelor's degree without taking a single foreign language. It shouldn't be possible, that's right? That's not possible. But I did it. I got the piece of paper from all three institutions. That's strange. Yeah, you, that's right. You, you, you suck someone's dick to get through. Well, <laughs> let's just say there is a Japanese teacher at Michigan State. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. Wink. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I just never needed a foreign language, apparently, because uh, can't do it. So I, we always said Einhinder. It could be Einhander. There's some umlauts in the mix. I don't know. So, the, the like I said, the mechanic was cool because at the beginning you pick your ship. And then from there you can do a basic like loadout of what gun you're going to have, like machine guns, rockets, and that sort of stuff. And as you're going, just like in just about any of these shooters, you get to get your weapon upgrade. But, you know, getting to different parts of the level, just watch. It was so cool. I, I'm so hung up on this mechanic of just watching the gun flip. Like your your gun would be on top and it flipped down and that'd be your, your primary uh down there and again i haven't played the game in 15 years so i don't remember a ton other than it being brutally it's difficult. just like square it's just like rectangles that have like another rectangle yeah, into yeah. It. oh jason just pooped himself guys i just thought of something what no go ahead finish your thought you know i, I remember it being brutally hard and i remember visually it being appealing and I, you just yeah the thirst for that that upgrade was so fun it's 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 a staple of the genre okay I have to take a little bit of my of my. This doesn't really fall in this category, but it kind of does. Okay, Metal Storm. Metal Storm. Ooh, Metal Storm by Rim. I now it's not technically a spaceship, but it's a mech. But it is a side scrolling that force that, that pushes you. It's not. It's not like Contra that it's at your pace. You have to move, and it switches to a top down. Just yeah. just like we'll yes. talk about later, but. Uh, Okay, I love that game. Yeah, that is a it is that's, unique. That's one I've yet to add back to my collection because it's so damn expensive. And you don't, I don't yeah. think it pushes you. <clears throat> At oh, least maybe. the first level doesn't. I don't remember. Yeah, it's I, been so I played long. it recently. I played okay. it in December. Oh, okay. It, I remember it being more like a more like a, a run and gun. So more like a contra. Yeah. Okay. Well, then like I take a contra, it, more like a mega. Man. Then I take everything still, back, but still, I still well, love that game. Well, that brings up a good point. It's though. a dope game. <laughs> I don't remember any of these shooter games, these, these scrollers, ever having a, a ship that takes place on land. Like, they're all... Jackal? Air, they're, they're all aerial-based. Oh, was was ja- It's either Jackal or Platoon. It's Platoon. If there is one, it's terrible. It's Platoon, I think. <laughs> ja- no, it's Jackal. It's absolutely Jackal. You drive a Jeep across the land and you shoot at stuff. Yeah, I'm sure there are some, but clearly they're but not it's, in the but top. But it's very, it's but it's very few and far between. But it's probably due to because of the like maneuverability of, of like going past and over yeah. or under guys. I would say that's probably why. But that is kind of interesting, though. Like you know, just like Star Fox was like that reintroduction of sh- of of aerial combat or or mech combat games. You know, it, it still had ground based fighting in it if you think about the original star fox is it not kind of the, it is a yeah it's, it's a scrolling a three, shooter it's a scrolling shooter just from a different perspective right you know you were on a rail you were forced in a direction you know and um you know it just added 
a different perspective and added so because of it, it gave you that third dimension feel where you had to fly through things and around things instead of just you know a top down type shooter so um but yeah anyways where were you going with all this because metal storm got me all like boners yeah i know you got i was a little excited about metal storm too i don't know i just i, I was just curious on, on our favorite mechanics and and though this the idea of that not that ground unit but then also Star Fox really kind of I guess of reinventing that genre of, of side scrollers, that was kind of the game that did it. Oh, it did for sure, and that, le- that leads to a lot of, I think, a lot of games like your uh, Rogue Squadron. You know? Oh yeah, like that, that led to a lot of space age games. Absolutely, it, it led to that that you know third person, uh, even first person perspective within the cockpit. Sometimes, yeah, uh, they even our type, I believe, at one point eventually went. Uh, went that way. I know Defender even went that way uh, in the uh, early PlayStation era. So, um, you know, some of it failed miserably because you know, you tried to take a game from one from one aspect and you forced it into another aspect and it just wasn't as fun. Okay. So, but, you know, uh, TIE Fighter and X-Wing, you know, Star Wars, yeah. you know, things like that. You know, a lot of fun. Some of that having a little more freedom than a rail shooter, but... Right. You know, but yeah, Star Fox was... Star Fox was amazing um, to, when you're considering it was on Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. So, so two games that I want to ask you guys if you've ever played, and I will I will preface this with saying I've played neither of these games, but I have watched some gameplay footage uh, on YouTube, and they look like they're super cool. Uh, they're both by Sega, which is one reason I wonder if Jason's played them. Okay. Uh, the first one would being be being the Sega Guru, Fantasy Zone. Are you oh, familiar yeah. with Fantasy, oh, yeah. Fantasy Zone? Zone? Absolutely. So that's one that falls into this genre. Yep. Yep. Um, very cartoony, very fun, but uh, you know, definitely a little bit of a twist. Especially at the time, all the shooters were coming out, and they were they were you know top down. You're flying a jet, or you're flying a war warplane, uh, and then you're you know in Fantasy Zone, you're flying like a bird or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I do remember Fantasy Zone. And then the other one that because it takes place in the I believe in the same universe as Fantasy Zone is Space Harrier. Oh yeah, space, oh we're the guy space, flying yeah. forward. So space similar- Harrier is so good. Space I don't Harrier. Know if I've ever played this. Uh, space Harrier is um man, it, it was a, it was a Sega arcade back back way back, and then they started to come to the consoles. Um, uh, the one I'm actually looking for right now is they actually released Space Harrier like a like a a cleaned up version of it on the 32x. Yes. Uh, it's about oh. a about a fifteen twenty dollar cartridge, but I'm I'm really looking for it with the box, but um. Yeah, you're like this dude with a crazy gun that shoots <laughs> yeah. like shoots like a rapid fire line of of these like like I don't know like contraballs. You know how like yeah, that, absolutely yeah. And you're but you're flying with a jetpack, but it's like Star Fox. You're oh, that's wack. Yeah, you're fa- you're behind. You're how behind them. See the bullets. It, it's cra- it, it creates like they, a, they, they yeah. snake. Yeah, they snake. That's why it's like a rapid fire, so you can oh. snake it. Yeah, it, it's actually a super fun game. Yeah, Space Harrier wacky. is a blast. I do. I really like Space Harrier. Uh, I remember playing a ton of it on my Dreamcast in Shenmue in the bar. <laughs> because, <laughs> because once I got bored with Shenmue where I didn't want to actually play the game, I went to the bar every day and just played all the arcades because they put all the original Sega arcades were yeah. in the bar and they were playable. That's awesome. I yeah. didn't know that. That's sweet. Yeah. So... Space Series, that's a good one. Well, I mean, that's kind of all I got on these uh, shooters. You guys have anything else you want to add to this? 
I have one game we didn't talk about. Yeah. And I'm curious to know if you guys have ever played it. Let me let me weave you the tale of how I discovered this game. Spin your tail, Master Ethan. I, I was at a, a shady like flea market during an art festival in Pontiac, Michigan. Oh, God. So right you there. You didn't get shot? Yeah, I did not get <laughs> shot. The, the fine people of Pontiac, Michigan enjoy me. So I, I roll up to this stand that were, were Indian people selling like Indian people clothes and, and all that kind of stuff. And they had this one of those shady knockoff Chinese million games in one sort of thing. This was specifically 90, 92,000 games in oh one for 20 bucks. And I was like, I'm buying that. You know, like the controller looks like a knockoff <laughs> N64 controller and a knockoff Genesis controller. I was like, I need to own this thing. It looks amazing. I'm just going to say I've never played whatever game you're <laughs> yeah, going to talk probably about. Probably not. Is it, is it in English first? Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the... You know, it's loaded with a bunch of Nintendo games. It's got Mario Lost Levels. It's got Burger Time. It's got, you know, uh, Urban Champion. It's got all sorts of stuff. And then I discover a game on there that I think I was with Sci-Fi AJ playing it when I discovered it. It's called Twin Bees. If either of you, it's, it was a release on the Famicom. I'm not sure if it actually ever made it to the States. Twin Bees. I have no idea. Pull up an image about. of Twin Bees on your phone. So you play as bees and you're it's a top down <laughs> shooter and you're just it's similar to like Fantasy Zone where you know it's very cartoony but you're playing as these bees and you're going around shooting stuff flying through the clouds grabbing power ups and the power ups are these bells that you have to shoot to juggle and you get more points or better power ups by juggling them and it was just ridiculous because I remember you know Sci Fi and I just been like Twin Bees bitch we just kept yelling it while we were playing and I'm not sure if I I've ever met anyone else that's actually played Twin Bees because it may not have ever been released in the States. Let me just say that it looks like they're flying over Super Mario levels. Yes. It looks um, like you're a spaceship with but, fists. Yes. <laughs> and you're fighting frogs that are throwing knives at you. <laughs> I mean, look at the art of this box. Yes. Twin Bees. I, re- I need to buy a Famicom card of this so I can play it on my Retron 5. Also... A weird picture of an Asian lady in a Supergirl outfit showed up. Is what I swear, Sir Twin, Twin bees. bees. And so, so that Just is real weird. That is a little strange. So, but it's it's two player. So you know, Sci-Fi and I were both going ham on Twin Bees at the same time, and it was the I I've pl- busted out that ninety two thousand games in one plenty of times, but I've never had more fun than when I was playing Twin Bees with him, just yelling at the TV at three in the morning, going Twin Bees, bitch. <laughs> I nope, totally never played that. it. Totally so right there, I'm going to have to find Einhinder on eBay, and I'm going to have to find a Japanese card of Twin Bees. You got to do play. it now. You got to do it now. Twin Bees. Wait, are you saying you don't have your 93,001 uh, system anymore? I still have it. Oh, good. I, I think want, it's boxed up dur- the during only this, way this I season. Wanna play yeah. it. You wanna, see, I have been saying we need to make a, a YouTube video of us reviewing the 96,000 games in one. Okay. I, agree. I agree. And we'll have plenty of content. <laughs> yeah, 100% we should. While we're at it, we can re- review the weird thing that I just bought from a garage sale that I have no idea what it is. It's a game system. It comes with one cartridge, and it looks like I made it. I'm in my, scared. In my, gra- it, in my garage. Is it, it going to blow up? It might. Does it play Twin Bees? <laughs> oh, it might. In this All 96, I know, it could be on there. Even better, this 96,000 games in one, the bo- the bottom of the N64 controller, because it's, it's, a, it's a fake one, where you would normally load your rubble pack, your memory card, it has a Famicom slot on the bottom of it. <laughs> 
where I could literally <laughs> plug in a Famicom no game and play. I swear, I've it never worked? done it because I don't own a Famicom card. We gotta try. I, we need to try it because Jay has Famicom yeah, cards. Yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. We need to try this 100. percent Yeah, absolutely. We oh, need yeah. to find this bad boy. Wow. It, come, it came with a light gun. Wow. And, what? And it has so so it's a fake N64 controller with a joystick with a doesn't gun? work. Yeah, it came with a light gun and you know it's got all it's the, the whole the system doesn't is work? in the controller. No, it's like fixed. Yeah, it's fixed in there. It's not that. a real oh, it's joystick. Fixed? I've seen things. Yeah, it's just why there, even put it. It's just there for look. It's just there to trick people into buying it. Oh my yeah. god, that's terrible. Uh, and so and you totally did it. <laughs> I I totally bought it because you know looking at the screen, one of the things on there said Tekken, and when you get into Tekken, it's like Urban Champion or something. It's something really <laughs> terrible because he just showed me. I got suckered into buy this he just showed me super mario the lost levels i go lost levels well if it plays that i'll i'll buy it um but (laughs) (laughs) oh and so the typically controller one is an n64 controller with some of the buttons that don't work and like the b button's actually the reset button it's it's crazy (laughs) you pull the second control the system and the cords all come from the second controller you yeah it is (laughs) The, you know, you, you you run your power, you run your AV right out of the N64 controller. Oh That's the system. The second controller is a knockoff Genesis controller that actually has the plug. So I'm pretty sure I could plug this into a Genesis and play it. But no. But the the middle of the Genesis controller has a thread where you can thread in a little joystick nub. So if you want to make it like a joystick, it just nubs right in the in. center of the controller. Oh, in the, the center, no, in the center of the, of the D-pad. D-pad. Oh, oh, yeah. It's we need in. to see this. Yes, this really is really bad. This is amazing. I need yeah. to see this it's, thing. It, it sounds like a gem. I I think I felt really tricked, like when I got it home and realized how like messy it was. Like, oh, this thing sucks. <laughs> and then like it was like that night I was playing it with AJ. I was like, best twenty dollars I ever spent. <laughs> As you're chugging a forty of malt. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure there was malt liquor involved. Oh, God. Oh yeah, just, and looking back now, I'm so glad I own that ridiculous piece of counterfeit garbage. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, so closing the segment up, we played, or uh, we we'd love to play side-scrolling shooter games. Yeah, I would agree. So chime in on the BXAP forum your favorite side-scrolling shooter game, vertical or horizontal, that you love to play, something that maybe we should play because there's too many out there for us that have played them all. I'm sure Xander has some some that he really, really enjoys that he's probably beaten. I don't know how, but he's probably beaten it. Um, yeah, he's, he, he's beaten it four times since he's listened to this episode. Probably. BXAB.com, go to the forums, let us know what you think, uh, what do you think we should play, and we'll you know maybe we'll give it a shot. With all that being said. Yes. We have a very special retro relapse that ties right into our topic. How convenient. Yep. Are you jonesing for a retro video game? <laughs> I am. Then tune in to Retro Relapse. If you guys haven't figured it out because we're perfect with this. Retro Relapse. Our sound bite's a little jacked up this week, so we have to fix it. So we improvised. I didn't even notice. Yep. But, but not, not surprised there. But but this week <laughs> we decided to do a side scroll shoot 'em up classic. Classic. Twin bees. No. no. That's, You're fired. Yeah. Made by Capcom. <laughs> called. Go ahead. Legendary wings. I know you're excited for that. Dun dun. Oh, I should have had the sound effect for that. <laughs> In a world. No, we make all of our sound. We make all of our sound oh, yeah, effects yeah. out. Okay. That's <laughs> that wasn't it at all. That was nowhere near. No, no. 
it sounds like a, it sounds like a like a like a like an air filter. <laughs> like I gotta get the dust out of the room. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like someone's air conditioning unit kicked on. Oh, god! All right, so legendary Anyways. wings. Woo! There's two versions of this game: uh, the arcade version and then the NES version. Arcade came out in November of 1986, and the NES version came out in North America only. Oh. In July of 1988. Suck it, Japan. Well, so, they still got the arcade. Suck it, Europe. Okay, never mind. <laughs> suck it, South America. Uh, it's a scrolling shooter suck slash it, plat- North Pole. <laughs> platformer. Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And you can have up to two players simultaneously playing this game. Legendary Wings. Um, or, I don't even know what the story is. Yeah, though, is a fantasy-themed shoot-'em-up game released by Capcom as a coin-operated in 1986. The player takes control of a young soldier equipped with magical wings who must save the world from a malfunctioning supercomputer. A home version... That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better, guys. So the home version was made in 98, and uh, the original coin-up version is included in Capcom Classics Collection Volume 1 for PS, uh, PS2 and Xbox. Uh, and it's in the Capcom Classic Collection remixed for uh, PSP. But let's get to the plot. Legendary <laughs> do Wings. We, do we need to? Yes. I, want to I want to love this game by itself. No, it, we, need, we need to. <laughs> shut, shut up, Ethan. Legendary <laughs> Wings is set in a distant future where an alien supercomputer named Dark, <laughs> which, has, <laughs> which has been helping human civilization achieve a new state of enlightenment since ancient times, has suddenly rebelled against mankind. Two young warriors are given the wings of love and courage of... (laughs) (laughs) The wings of love. Oh, no. It's not just the wings of love. It's the wings of love and courage. Courageously. Courageously. Go courageously. Get ready. By the God of War Ares. What? <laughs> Ares is like, let me dish out these uh, wings of love. In order to destroy Dark and this ensure is, mankind's survival. This is ape shit. <laughs> this is literally like this drunk Japanese guy was like, oh. Drunk? Just no, there has to be some hard drugs involved. Ha- okay, here. he's also on hard drugs. It's like, man, what if computers like helped us grow, but then they turned on us and like, yeah. Dude, is that Ares over there? No, no, no. More than hard I love drugs. you, man. This is the game we got. I think this guy is probably into like auto asphyxiation or whatever, and he was like choking himself with a belt, like getting off, trying to figure out like what am I gonna do for a game? And like he's like, there's no oxygen in his brain. He's like, Great gods fighting computers, love wings. And then like just boom, he has his moment, he climaxes, he, and he goes, falls down, and he sees his he sees a sign that says, Go courageously. And he's like that's it. <laughs> I so, came courageously. It, 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 it makes even less sense because at the end of each level, it says the devil awaits right, you. Right. But it's a supercomputer. Right. Oh god. Okay, so let's describe the supercomputer. Yeah. Let's anyone. Well, let's, anyone. Let's talk about this game. Let's not get to the yeah, supercomputer okay, yet. Okay. Okay. So, so let's start. Let's so start with the, your first it, impressions it, on the game. It's a vertical scrolling shooter. Yes. You're a bird. It looks like. No, but you're, you're a, man. a guy. You're with a man. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. Whoa. It starts as a top down, and the second level is like well, side scroll. Yeah, no, yeah. The boss yeah, level. The boss yeah, level yeah. is a, a horizontal scroller, or the secret And then levels. you get to see, yeah, or the secret, level, and you get to see what the character actually looks like. Um, Which clearly he looks like. 
Um, he looks like, um, what's his name, Flash Gordon, no, just it, had wings. No, it clearly looks like young warriors who were given the wings of love and courage by the god of war, Ares. Again, it looks it like Flash Gordon sense. with wings. It makes perfect sense. Anyways, so it's it's like your typical sh- shooter. Pa- enemies come out in a pattern, a specific route, they do a specific thing, you shoot them, you have your main weapon. But what's unique is you have a secondary gun that's like a bomb that shoots only ground-based units. Which they also I have that in Twin Bees. Okay, we're done with the Twin Bees. We're done with Twin Bees. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to take that hat back if you keep talking. No. Anyways. So, yeah, you have the special secondary weapon that that deals only to ground-based units. But what was unique about this game was this face that you, like, fly past early in the game (laughs) that's literally, like... Like breathing stinky breath on you is and what it looks like. The face is like in the ground. It's in the ground. Like it's a cave. Like picture yeah. like a cyborg with like flesh on its forehead, but like you can see the metal. But it's it's the size of a mountain. And it's just the face. They call it a trap level in which the player is forced to escape from it uh, after they are sucked in by a giant mechanical face in each uh, area. Uh, along with the uh, the hidden bonus level, it's kind of like in Aladdin when he had to go into like the lion's mouth to get the lamp. It's like this thing in the ground that will suck you in, and then you have to. You waste you. like thirty minutes of your time, and then you come out the same exact spot you left. The first time I saw oh. it, because it's just in the middle of the level with no explanation, I actually like brought my guy all the way back to the bottom of the yeah. screen, like getting ready to fight the boss, and then like as I like. Flew like flew over him. I was like, "Oh, I gotta just keep going past yeah. him." Okay, a lot weird. of the game felt like that because we didn't know the bombs only hurt the ground units, and we couldn't destroy them at first. Yeah, um, but I like the idea of a trap level just as like a fucking troll. It's oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I got sucked in, and uh, that was the first time we got sucked in. I had all my lives. I got through it, lost all my lives. I was down to my last life, yep. and then it spit me out of the mouth right where I got sucked in. I was like. Oh, not a shortcut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. The trap levels were brutal, too. Like yeah. I felt like I couldn't kill anything in the trap. Yeah, yeah. It was not rewarding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was not rewarding. In but, any way. In yeah. any way possible. But the lucky Lucky level. little sucked in ones were sweet because it's just points, lives, and continues. How do you get that lucky level? And power-ups, yeah. How do you, well, you shoot one of the ground units. It's the same ground unit in every level because... Levels are repeated, um, but it takes you to this thing, and you just collect hieroglyphs. It yeah, definitely it, looked like, like hieroglyphs. Inside of a pyramid, all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this this it's hectic. The game's hectic at points. Um, but the my favorite part about this game is the fact that if you shoot too much with the crazy ass weapon, it slows the game down because oh, yeah. it's sprite overload. The game can't and, handle it. But, it. but it makes it so much easier to play because then you can actually see where the bullets are going and you can uh, dodge accordingly. Yeah. The only way you can... Uh, so you get you get three lives. You get three lives. One hit kills you yep. unless you get the power-ups. So every once in a while in the NES version, this little like orb comes across, you shoot it. And Twice it can, in the beginning of the level. Yeah, it drops, it drops a P. And you pick it up, and you go from a single shot to a dual shot. The next one sends you to a straight, like, mega laser blast. And then the next one gives you a blast along with side orbs shooting out. Balls. Shooting balls. Right. And the cool thing, so you're if you don't have any of the power-ups and you get hit, you die. Yeah. But if you're the power-ups and you get hit, you just revert back to the previous Which power-up. Which is very nice because it's, that's forgiving. Very forgiving. Yeah. So, um... That 
that's an interesting uh, mechanic that's different than a lot of the other stuff. Like a lot of these other type of these type of games, you lose your if life. You don't have a shield or yeah. something like that. You, you just well, you die. lose your life and the power up. and the power. Like up. you're just fucked. Yeah. <laughs> we, there is a fourth power up that we never got. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, yeah. oh, I wonder if there's a fourth. There's one. a fourth power up which improves a player's gun so that he shoots in three directions. And the fifth and final power up will oh. upgrade, uh, will upgrade the weapon to a psycho flame gun. Which can destroy most enemies with a single shot. Dear uh, when the player is shot by an enemy, they will lose a life and revert to their initial power level. My goal is to try to do this. Like I'm dedicated to this game now, to where I want to beat it, and I think I can. It was a lot of fun, but and it's doable as long as you know the patterns and you're able to, you know, recognize some consistencies in between levels. Now, uh, I might have got ahead of myself because that I think that was the arcade version. Oh, I hate you! I'm not going to play this game anymore. I think you will because the NES version is even weirder. So <laughs> there are uh, the, so we talked about the three-way flame shot, uh, and then there's a fourth power up that will turn your player the turn the player character into a turtle dove. Ooh, what? Which can shoot wide shots that are four times as powerful as the default gun. If the player is shot during a power-up state, it will simply revert the player to their previous power a level. Turtle dove. If the player is in turtle dove <laughs> mode, they can withstand up to two direct hits oh. from enemies before being downgraded. Now, what has Ares got to do with the turtle dove? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck is going on with this game? Well, all I can think about is Home Alone 2 when it comes to turtle dove. That's all yes. I think about too. Let's also not forget that the only way you can continue in this game is if you know about the lucky yeah, stages and get the heart and continue. collect the hearts because that's the only way you can continue. So that means that if I get the two power ups in the beginning and I was stay and I sustain those to the lucky stage and get the two in there, then I'll get the the turtle, the, dove. The turtle dove. Yes, turtle dove mode. Yeah, I'm instead very, of beast mode, it's turtle dove mode. I'm very intrigued. Uh, me too. <laughs> uh, another thing we didn't mention though is the two-player aspect that you had said earlier is simultaneous, which uh, you see those in modern ones, but in the NES generation, you saw the two-player modes as like turns, twin beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but contra, contra, you play at the same time. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't a side scroller. And right. the aspect it pushed you, I guess. Right, right. But let's not. Can I point one thing out that's really fucked up about this game? That's beyond all the other stuff we just talked the about. Penis shaped boss. You are. <laughs> well, we haven't got there yet. That's <laughs> fucked up too. But you're fighting a supercomputer. Yeah. Everything in the level is robotic, pretty much. Uh, except for the hornets. No, they're 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 pretty. I think they're still robotic looking. Are they? Uh, they're robo hornets to me. But before you're allowed to go after the computer, you have to fight a dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What you gotta fight dragons, and you gotta fight uh, devil statues. Well, the gargoyles are still still like I I feel like those could be robotic because you're blowing their heads off and stuff. But like again, then you get there, and all of a sudden it's just like a dragon. Uh, where 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 the dragon come from? The dragon's the, the, the mini boss. The computer trained the dragon as a pet. Well, this is the precursor to how to train your dragon. Oh, okay. Tooth, toothless. But let's get into okay. So so we get we beat the dragon, right? We get we beat there. the dragon. Then you go into the the horizontal level, yeah, which is kind of neat. And then you get to the boss, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's ah. Uh, There's five infected areas, <laughs> all infected by the same boss. Yes, just with more eyeballs. Yes, 
and you can travel across the screen more. Yeah, so so imagine half your screen, okay, a, a quarter of your screen is is as far as this boss can extend towards you. It shoots Ethan just made 5 cents. Um it hey shoots me. it shoots eyeballs at you. Yep. Uh, which travel at very fast speeds um and takes a lot of damage yep. to, to destroy. And it's got it's got an, a, a penis shaped hole very phallic. That's armored covered that at a certain point its armor goes away and you shoot at it and it It's the only way it caused damage on it. It's the thing. only way it caused damage on it. But it shoots like You could say it. It shoots things that look like fetuses. Yeah. It literally looks like <laughs> they a pink prob- fetus or a hand of co- hand, handfuls <laughs> of cocktail shrimps shooting at you in a in a spray faction to where they spread apart as they go further but they go in the same direction you can't shoot it them. It is an alien supercomputer that maybe needs to survive off of fetuses. It rejects its host favorite kind and of shoots computer. fetuses at you. And it also throws giant eyeballs. Yeah. This game's fucked up. <laughs> it is real fucked it is up. So much fun, but fucked up. I like. I'm glad that it's the same level over and over <laughs> again. Because I, lo- I'd be honest with you, <laughs> going to that penis monster, it's fucking hilarious. We played, we played through the first world, and and Ethan was like, "Why is this game not on like the radar more yeah. often? This game looks legit." And then we, by the time we got to the fourth world, it was like. This is why the game isn't very <laughs> popular because it's the same level with different colors. Different colors, a little bit different environmental yeah. effects. Like and, and some cliffs, different enemies, some which, I, different which enemies. I thought was unique. There was actually like you get stuck behind a cliff in one of the levels and you die. Yeah, we actually have to. You can't the fly over. You have to fly yep. past it. Yep, yep. So we've talked a lot about this game. Yes, two player mode was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Jazzy and I, even though he's not here, did really good up until he game over. Did then really I, well, and then I. Whatever. Well, Jason he, and I did really he well. Game you and Jazzy did good. Exactly. He game overed, and then I carried the the game on. He game over before you even World got to the first boss. He, no, he beat he beat the first boss. Uh, no. no, no, he beat the dragon, but not the yeah, not oh, the fetus really? pewter. Oh wow! Yeah. I, I beat that first boss on my own. Yeah, and then you beat the entire <laughs> second and third world by yourself. Well, it's because I had the power ups. That's the only reason Doesn't why. Doesn't matter. You did it. Um. So and then you two the played. Yes. Yeah, we played two player. We we uh, we got through to the uh, the second world, and then we were like, "Oh my god, we should probably start recording the show." <laughs> yeah. But um, it's a lot of fun. I, the game is fun single player, but that game is a blast as a two player oh, uh, yeah. as a two player game for sure. Uh, check it out. It's only it's only like a fifteen dollar cartridge. Oh, expensive. Yeah. So so if we had to rate this game on the pulling scale. out the eight bit scale, <clears throat> Ethan, what would you give this game on the eight bit scale? First off, I have to say that it was my idea to play this game today. It was. So I have to put a little feather in my cap. Often I vote for, for I vote for terrible things, and today I had a good idea for you once. You were lucky. I got lucky. You swing at every pitch, you're bound to hit a base hit once or twice. <laughs> yeah, that's the saying. That's, that's <laughs> what I always say. So... <laughs> I need to start drinking. That's why on I the don't show. play sports. You need, you need to be an alcoholic so that you can make excuses for the things you say. I don't think I've ever said that to anybody, and I don't want anybody else to do this but you. Oh, just me to fall to the uh, addiction of alcoholism, just so I have an excuse for the way I behave. Uh, yep. I had so much fun playing this. Other than the levels repeating, I I have to give it a seven, seven out of eight. It was just super fun. 
Uh, yeah, other than the lack of boss variety and the levels repeating, other than that, it was great. I um I have to I think I'd have to side with Ethan on this one. This was a surprise. So I I, I bought this game in like a uh, a bundle of games, and it just it looked interesting to me. I'd never heard of it, so I was like, well, okay, I'll, you know, just add it to the add it to the price. And I bought the complete bundle. Never played it. Just you know, I had it on the shelf. Um, so for my first time ever playing, I really enjoyed the game. It was difficult enough, but if you focused on the patterns and you and you gave enough time, it was cap- you were capable of progressing through the game. Like there's some time, some of these scrolling shooters are are at the point where it's like there's no way to go through without getting hit. Yeah, and so you know you instantly just get discouraged and you quit. This game, I, I still was driven. I was like, I can make it further. Well, I can make it further. Yeah, even when it got fucking crazy with the gargoyles, like gargoyles? You, you still pulled it out. It's like like I don't know how we did it, but we dodged them. Yeah. So um. Yeah, a seven out of eight. I think for again a game that right now valued around fifteen bucks. Uh, I think a seven out of eight is fair, and that if you're into this genre, it's totally worth playing this game. I I want to give this game an eight out of eight, but it doesn't deserve it. No, I want to though, because I had so much fun with it. And the fun factor, it's an eight out of eight for me. But overall, I kind of got to go six and a half because. And you did play it the most. And I played it the most, and it was because I got I got real bored. <laughs> Like, in, I was in the when we first saw the message that there's other levels. I thought it was an and sign, and then you're like, no, I think it's a four. And I'm like, are yeah. you sure? And then you looked it up, and you're like, yeah, there's five levels. They're all the same. Yeah, I'm on like level three, and I'm like, okay, like you lose one power up, you're kind of fucked at the end for the boss because it takes forever to kill him. Uh-huh. So like. I got real sick of it at that point. And, like, it, I could see it as being a lot more fun having two people there at the end at a, of every stage. But six and a half, because it just, like, killed me, killed my mood when I died heavily on that last boss with my with no power-ups. And, like, it didn't feel like I was doing anything to it. Yeah, but now knowing how to get the hearts to how to get continues. Yes, now that I know the you mechanics can build yourself a where even if you lose your partner, it, as long as the other one can get through the level, you, your partner should be able to come back the as next level. As long as level. he's got to continue. That's what I mean. He or she. Yeah. Um, but I I do have to say, though, I like the fact there's a learning curve to this. You can learn the patterns. You can learn the yeah. game, and you can you could master it, basically. Yeah. And the boss is difficult, but he's not impossible. No, no. So. Uh, well, and then I don't even know if there's anything different at the very end. See, that's the true. Yeah, maybe could there's, be maybe there's a different. final form. You, could you just be shooting all its penises and then you fight its actual face? I don't know. Maybe it's a giant fetus inside the oh, text. This isn't even it's my a, final form. <laughs> it's a fetus throwing fetuses. Absolutely. All right, guys. That's been Retro Relapse. Oh, we do one every week, and you can send in your requests right to info at BXAP Gaming. Um yeah, or or you can chime in on the forums or social media. Just let us know which games you're uh, you're looking forward to, and we will try to get them added to the list. Uh, like Adam from Grand Rapids, we haven't forgot about you. We're uh, we're still locking down a copy of that via uh, eBay or what was the, the Retron or the the. Um, my raspberry pie. Raspberry pie. We could. We we don't. We tend to try not to emulate things around here. Yeah. We, try, we tend to try to collect uh, and contribute to the the culture and the the economy of 
collecting retro games. But if something is super expensive, then, uh, you know, like I played Metal Storm because it's like a hundred dollar NES game. That's the cheap end. Yeah, I played. I, I went ahead and emulated that one. That's yeah. Just, her, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Her Zog Zooey is uh, surprisingly actually a forty to sixty dollar game uh, currently, unless you want to go for the Master System edition. Uh, but I was looking for the, the. Do you have a Master System? I don't. I do. Yeah, that's that's the one. It's the one Sega system I think I currently or that I don't have. And then there's the the S one thousand, the precursor to the. Yeah. yeah, but no one owns that. I don't yeah. know a single person. That I owns have that. that. Do you really? The Genesis S one thousand, right? No, the, the, no, there's a system before That's the Sega like Master System. Yeah, it was like white and blue, and it's it's oh, like it's no, like no, 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 it's no, more no. like what a home computer. Of? You think about the, the the Genesis had different models. So yeah. you're thinking of the the uh, version one of the Genesis. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. With yeah. The, where you could the plug the headphone right into it. And you right, could, you couldn't yeah. use that one on the thirty on the uh, CD. You had to get the newer one, right? You, there's two versions of CD, so technically you could, but if you use that one on the more popular version of the CD, it, it hung off the edge. Oh, okay, yeah. It didn't fit on it, but technically you could use it, yes. Oh, okay. It just looked real dumb. Anyways, guys, send in your requests. We will add them to the list, and, uh, and yeah, we have ton fun time playing them, giving you a shout-out and giving you a review. We are going to move into emails. Welcome. Get around, everyone. You've got mail. It's not spam. Hello? Mom, get off the phone! The Legend of Retro Podcast. All right, guys. So here is the area where you send in your retro questions. We answer them. So, again, send your questions to info at bxap.com. Hit us up in the forum at bxap.com or bxapgaming on all social media outlets. Any questions you have, send them in. And we will happily give you a shout out and answer some of them. So to get started, we're gonna we're gonna begin with Retro Mike. His question is: What retro accessory is next on your list to find? He is looking for Wavebird. Ooh, one of my favorite uh, ex- I still retro. Have two yeah. of those. I, think. I have two as well. Two Wavebirds, uh, a gray and a silver. Oh, okay. Yep. But um, next retro accessory. You next, want to rob the robot, don't you? I want to. I own oh, one. You do one. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I've been looking for a Genesis activator. Do you guys remember what that is? No. It's a it's an octagon. Yes, uh, that's that out. you put on the floor, and it had sensors built into it where you would play fighting games by actually kicking and punching. This sounds terrible. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it sounds real. But I bad. want one. Uh, and disc our local disc replay actually has one in the box. But it's pretty pricey. And what I is just, it, like 200 bucks? I, I, I don't remember what they're asking for. I think maybe, not 200 but it's, it's probably like 140 And it's like, I, do I really want to buy that for something that just works like about 10% of the time? Well, you're going to try it once and you're like, yeah. fuck this. I also, back in the day, had this this backpack that you wore. It was a giant piece of plastic that you wore and you strapped it on your back. And it, it basically like jolted you in fighting games when like you would get hit. That's frightening. Yeah, to the point where it like slightly hurt. Yeah, I would um, say so. That'd be something that I'd be interested in trying to acquire as well. Why? Why? Because because why not? Pain. I still don't have a power glove either. That'd be well. That, I think that's like the ultimate like power gloves are expensive. Toy. Yeah, power gloves. Well, just, in, just the power you, glove, ninety bucks in condition, like in a good condition. Yeah, I mean, the thing was not built to last. No, like, it was it wore out bad. Yeah. So yeah, power glove is something on the Nintendo side that I'm still don't have in my collection. 
I think that's about it. I, I got my super scope uh, complete in box. Pretty happy about that. Do you have a menacer? I don't. That's you know that's the other gun I need. But I've got a menacer. Yeah. Every time I find one, it's missing pieces. So yeah, I think mine's. I mean, <laughs> the pieces didn't do anything. No, I know they did absolutely nothing. Yeah, but I just, I'm just you have picky. like the scope, the 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 arm stock. Yep, and then I think that's it. Yeah, every I time I find them, they're just not. It's not all there. So, what about you, uh, Ethan? What do you? Few things I'd like. I'd like an NES Advantage joystick. Uh-huh. I'd like the Super Nintendo version. I would love to come across like a a functioning PlayStation Two wheel. Because uh, oh, a racing wheel, yeah, like a racing wheel. L has a uh, a copy of Need for Speed Carbon, and I love that game. And I just thought it'd be fun to have a wheel for that. Uh-huh. And another thing I've been on the hunt for, because I think I'd like to add it to my collection, is I would like some some of the gun peripherals for the Wii. So the actual Nintendo brand one, oh, and then. Like the, the like the, the link, Link's crossbow one. Yeah, like the link. The, yeah, the Wii Zapper, and then there was one that was uh, had the nunchuck come came out the side, and it looked more like a handgun. Yeah. I think it was called the Quick Shot or something like that. Because I would love to pick up like the House of the Dead. Oh yeah. Or the Resident Evil Rail Shooters. Uh, there's a couple really good like shooter ports on the uh, on the Wii that I never played, and right now I I have a couple TVs that are big enough because back in the day I didn't and I just think it'd be a blast to play those so I'm mean, keeping an eye out for value bands to pick one of those up for you know five six bucks or something uh-huh. to add to the collection put a piece of software with it that'd be sweet yeah I don't collect a lot of retro stuff but one I would love to have that I never had would be the Game Boy camera and printer <laughs> just because like the original I, selfie machine I, rem- I just loved when my friends would use it and it looks terrible but it looks it's iconic to that to that game system. I would love that. Just just I like and, and a ton of rolls of ink and or a ton of ink and whatever paper to put it on so I could just do whatever I wanted with it. Jay, did you do you have a full Mario paint set? I do. Nice. I do. Ooh. Uh something I am missing on a Super Nintendo that I that I've seen, it's not like super rare, but the uh the Game Boy cartridge adapter. Oh, Super Game Boy? Super Game Boy. What yeah. about even rare the Super Game Boy 2? Which allowed you to hook a link cable in. Oh, mm. I didn't know that. So a lot of people don't know about the Super Game Boy too. So it had a link cable spot, so you could trade Pokemon and do that sort of stuff. And there was another thing that the Super Game, maybe the Super Game Boy Two, also worked with Game Boy Color games. Oh. This is for Super Nintendo. Oh wow, I didn't know the Super Nintendo had that. Yep. Like yeah, the Super wow. Game Boy. The Super Game Boy was awesome. It was. Super cool at the time to be able to play your Game Boy games on the TV. It was revolutionary. Yeah. And then out of that generation, I think the only Game Genie that I'm missing is the Sega Genesis Game Genie, which, again, I've seen, but not with the book. Like, I try to get it. Like, I have my uh, Super Nintendo and my NES one with the book and the box, actually. So um, I'd like to have that code book. Just, again, because I'm a completionist. Now I want to go hunting. I also need some <laughs> six-button controllers for my Genesis. The only six-button controller I have is I have the nice joystick for Genesis. That's my only six-button there. I really like my six six buttons. Like that's those are my favorite. The red with the black, right? Wasn't that one of us? No, the, the red with the black were like the original. Yeah, no the the six buttons I have are the the smaller version that came with the the uh, Genesis three, um, and they the D pad's a little more free flowing, which oh, is why okay. I like them. Uh, the six button itself. Not a huge deal for me, but I, I just like I love the D pad that came out of them. They were a little more just fluid. Really good for fighting games. Exactly. Yeah, which was a big thing for me back then. So, 
Oh, well, thanks for the question, Retro Mike. Thank now you, Mike. now Mike. I need to go. Now I need to go hunt. Mike, give us your retro stuff so we don't have to go buy them. Yeah. All right. Sci-Fi AJ's chiming in. He says, "I know this has probably been asked before, but what is the most valuable game you've seen in a used game store or seen somebody in somebody's collection? For example, I know Jay has the Chrono Trigger and the Mega Man X's. Those are some holy grails, right?" Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my Chrono Trigger is mint, complete in the box. Like, yeah, that that would be considered a holy a holy grail in my book. Um, the the Mega Man X's, yeah, not not as much Mega Man X, but X two, mm-hmm. and especially the one I don't have, X three. X three is like three hundred dollars just for the cartridge, um, and I've seen it once with a damage label for two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> I was like, nope, but. Um, the the so the craziest game I've ever seen just happened in February. I was in PAX South, and um, PAX South is a smaller PAX show, so there's a lot of smaller like local game shop guys and stuff like that that were getting they were getting booths. And one of the guys was selling retro had, um, uh, oh god, my mind just went blank. He had Bucky O'Hare, which is a game that I really wanted. So again, not super expensive, but a hundred dollar cartridge. And then he had little Sam, uh, little Samson, and he wanted oh man nine hundred dollars. Holy shit! It was just a cartridge. Uh, it's 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 arguably your, your, one of your rarest games Why? ever. Uh, it's it's a very good platformer that is very 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 limited copies. Um, so I almost bought, I almost bought it. My wife wasn't with me and she was actually saying, get it because online they sell, this was perfect label. The guy was willing to open the case, open the actual cartridge case to show me the board. You know, he he was, he knew his stuff and, um, you know, considering on eBay, they were selling for twelve thirteen hundred dollars $1,300. It was actually a good price, but I just. I was like, I just can't do it. Like, it would That's be, it'd so be such an amazing thing to have in my collection, but it's just like, oh man, it was like that would be the one thing I buy from the, the my whole weekend at Pack South. Right. Um. So I passed on it, and um, but yeah, it's the only time I've seen that game in the wild. That would be my most like amazing moment. I couldn't believe it. What about uh, what about Ethan? I I couldn't tell you the price on it. And it was a few years ago. It was really, it was before I got real back into retro collecting. Because I would say uh, a lot of what sparked my retro collecting was uh, you giving me the gift of uh, Retron 5. Uh-huh. So th- that sparked me to get back more into retro collecting. But if, maybe five or six years ago at a store, I saw a copy of Snow Brothers. Oh, Loose yeah. cartridge. I couldn't even tell how much it was. But I remember being like, why is that game so so expensive? Uh, and you know now we know why it's super rare and allegedly very good. Yeah, another one I don't own. Chops. I got I got nothing. Nothing. I, I I can't think of one. I don't go retro game hunting that often, so just say that you saw Earthbound on my. Sure, shelf. I saw an e- Earthbound. Yeah. Or Marvel vs. Capcom two, I think. At that uh, what was that one place that you you could rent time for near in Westland. Near oh, Gamers Ave. Yeah, yeah, Gamers Ave. 
Yeah, I think they had a Dreamcast or a PlayStation version of that. Marvelous Capcom 2, surprisingly, I think the rarest version of it is actually the original Xbox. Really? Yeah, because it's just hard. It's that hard to find. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. I ha- I think I have it on Dream Dreamcast is what I have it on, but uh, yeah, Earthbound was my. I mean, that was you know I'm happy I have that in my collection and I was able to find that uh, at a flea market area, but uh, I got a little burned on that one because they had one of the little like dust covers on the uh, game that came with the SNES cartridges, and I wasn't thinking when I bought it to. You know, I was looking at the label. I was checking things like that, but I, and I even pulled the dust cover off to check the, the board. You know, the connectors, the pins, and uh, I didn't look at the screws. And someone had opened that cartridge up, and they had used the wrong device. So the screws, the housing around the screws are, um, what would you call it, drilled out a little bit? They're just tore up. Yeah, they're tore up. And so I got really freaked out when I. It was a flea market. There, it wasn't like I was gonna be able to like return it. I got real freaked out, thinking it was a fake. So we did a video on YouTube. You guys can check it out. Uh, you know, Earthbound, real or fake? Uh, it's got over a thousand views now. And uh, you know, I, I I had a retro Mike come on over with his copy, and we opened them both up to compare them to find out it's a legitimate legitimate uh, you know copy of Earthbound. It's just someone opened it probably to replace the cell button battery with the improper tools, unfortunately. So, yeah. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, for real. But, uh, yeah, so there's some of our, some of the games that we've seen in the wild um, and and in my in the collection, too. Thanks for the question, Sci-Fi AJ. Next up, we have Button Masher Caleb, and uh, he says, forgive me if you already answered this question, but what is something that developers did in retro games that you like seeing in modern games? Thanks, nerds. Game on. Hmm. I I mean the uh, my go-to one is Easter eggs. You know, like it's something that's that's lived on forever. But it started in retro games. Uh, it may it, for the most part, a lot of times they make no sense. But I but I I appreciate them, or the ones that are like straight up tribute. So like Doom. That's coming out here very soon, uh, this month. Has like spots that you can like access that literally take you into the first Doom, and I think that's I think that's really cool. You know, so I mean that's something that like you'll always see uh, in games. I I believe as far as far as developers having fun, and I, and I think that's why I like it so much. Is that you know there's a lot of work going into building a game, so when you can have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, I like seeing that. I love hidden characters. I love playing Ooh, old wrestling yeah. games and unlocking the hidden characters. Old fighting games. Uh, NBA Jam being able to play as Bill Clinton. Like all that kind of stuff. Uh, hidden characters. Uh, they're they're a nice little bit of uh, of end game content. You maybe beat the main campaign or beat whatever mode, and now it gives you something else to push for to unlock some of these hidden characters. Uh. I didn't think about that, and that's huge because, like, Final Fantasy VII or, you know, even some of the older other Final Fantasy games, you could play a game and not even see a character in it unless you seek them out. Like, that's awesome. You know, these hidden characters add a whole completely different level to the, of aspect of the gameplay that you could skip over. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's funny because we talk about some <laughs> games sometimes where it's like, 
you controlled the outcome, so there's you could replay the game and get different endings. Right. But when you really think about it, like that transitions all the way back to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but the big thing I was thinking of was music. I love 8-bit music. I love old school. I love the fact that they used the limitation of the system and made great music and sound effects even with it. And yeah. like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, oh. harken back to that awesomely. Bro Ax- Force. <laughs> Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge. Like yeah. when games are able to capture that nostalgia feel through the music is one of my favorite things. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, thanks for the question. BMC. Um, BMC. Thanks. Next up, we have Xander, and Xander wants to ask, in your opinion, what was the better Super Mario game? Super Mario 3 or Super Mario World? He says his answer is Super Mario World, uh, but he still enjoys 3 from time to time. Ooh, man. 3 has a special place in my heart, but I mean... World, world is so good. I have to say Super Mario World because you couldn't save in Super Mario Brothers three, right? Correct. I mean, is that really going to be your sell point? Is well, what's one of them? Because you invest a lot of time in a Super Mario Brothers game, starting with you know before Super Mario World. You know, you sit you sit and play that in one sitting. Yeah, but I mean, at, like right now we're recording this show and I left my NES on in case Ethan and I want to go back and play with our continues in nice. Legendary Wings. Right. You know, I mean, that's what we did and that's what we still do to this day when you ha- when you run into that situation. Unless you're on a Retron, which then you can cheat the system. But... <sighs> that's, that's one of the factors. I pick World because it is it took everything that 3 did... And, it did it and, better. Di- and did it better. Oh yeah, and introduced Yoshi. You know, it brought in Yoshi, brought in you know, which is one of my favorite characters. Um, and I, and I won't say introduced Yoshi. Yoshi had some NES, you know, yeah, games, Yoshi Cookie, you know, that stuff. But I mean, like as far as you know, the, well, the, the version the, of Yoshi that we think, right, right. Um, and, and yeah, I just and, and you took the, you took the the concept of the map and everything, and you just made it better. So well, and, and you replayed levels differently based on the outcome of, of different things throughout the game. So yeah, I, you went back in the other games. You don't really go back. And yeah, I love Mario three, and I visit it from time to time. But I can't tell you how the amount of times I played Super Mario World into this, and every time I pick it up in whatever form it is on the GBA, uh, you know, in its original form, in in the twenty fifth, in the in the anniversary Wii system. I just love. I just play the game. Oh, yeah. I just play it. I just love game it. Boy. And I just play it. I play it a ton yeah. on Game Boy. Yeah. So. Mario three. I like it better. That's fair. All all I need to do is think about the airships, the joom 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 like that whole like that world eight period. Yeah. Oh, just man. the getting on the ships That's felt so, so epic to me, and I I don't know. You know, you guys say you know Mario World did it better. Tough, tough thing to argue against, but Mario Three doing it first to me, I just like it more. It, it's re- it's really very much an opinion based thing because yeah. I would never deny that you know World is more polished, but I always like playing Super Mario Three more. Just it's just a personal. I preference. just recently played Super Mario Brothers Three 
uh, for my nephew. He he was playing it, and he's like, "Well, well, you play. I want to watch." So he just laid on me and he watched me play it. And getting to the part where you fight the Koopa and and you get the wand and and like I love that you know like yeah. the little boss battles that you had along the way you know that you know that's you get the wand and like 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 there's some really cool unique things in it that just stand out in my head more than uh, Super Mario World but like you know I, I appreciated the game polishedness of that better mm-hmm. yeah I also just have a super deep love for the 16-bit era yeah. of, of Nintendo. I, you know, I, I really like, you know, like Metroid did everything great, but Super Metroid like just has a place in my heart, you know, and, and yes, it's a better game, but like, again, visually, it that was the first version of Samus where I was really like, this is, this is how, that's how, now every time you tell, you say that, you say her name, that's the first vision I have of her. You know, then Prime, because she's pretty in Prime. But and then naked. Yeah, and then naked in my bed. But anyways, that's a tough call. And very, as you said, it's very, uh, it's a 50-50. It's, it's a coin flip for most people. All right, thanks for the question, Xander. We got uh, one left here, guys. It's from Miggy, and Miggy wants to ask us, what's up, nostalgia enthusiasts? What are some classic games that you guys can recommend? The SNES and PSX were my favorite consoles because they're RPG and JRPG titles. I will be listening with pen and paper in hand. Thanks, guys. Miggy. So, um, Super Nintendo, PlayStation. RPGs, JRPGs. This is easy. Uh, we can go on. I go on for days with this. I'll start with Super Nintendo, though. One game that I regret that I never played, Super Mario RPG. Great game. N- I never played it, and yeah. I, it's always been a game that I've, I I regret not being able to play. Yep. Uh, Secret of Mana. Oh, yeah. Great game. Um, Earthbound, if you, if you can get a copy of it. Or if you have a 3DS now, new 3DS, you can pay 10 bucks and you can have it on there. Um, what else? There's I didn't play a lot of Super Nintendo games, so... Uh, it's hard for me to think. I mean, would you get, would you say Zelda? Oh, Link to the Past? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah Link yeah. to the Past, for sure, play that game. Mm-hmm. You have Final Fantasy 2, Final Fantasy 3, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, Breath of Fire. Ooh, is, is, that, is the first Breath of Fire on that, or is it mm-hmm. Nintendo? Breath of Fire mm-hmm. is, is the first Breath of Fire is on Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And uh, if you're talking about Breath of Fire, Breath of Fire 4 and Breath of Fire 3, awesome games for the PlayStation. Yeah. So let's move to the PlayStation. <laughs> Do we have enough time? Yeah. <laughs> Breath of Fire games, uh, Legend of Dragoon, you've got Final, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 6, yeah. uh, Final Fantasy 8, Final Fantasy 9. Yep. 8, not so much. 9, I like a lot. Eight Mega Man Legends 1 and 2. Me. Yep. Um, Oh, what's another one I'm, th- I'm missing? Secret of... Uh, uh, Legend of Ma- uh, Legend of Mana, I think yeah. is the it's the PlayStation version. There's a bunch of other ones. I know I'm Chrono missing. Cross wasn't as popular as Chrono but cr- Trigger, but, but it's still, still good. pretty still good. Valkyrie good. Profile, Wild Arms is another JRPG. Wild Arms three. Yep. That might have been PS2. So Wild Arms uh, for the PSX. Uh, man. Oh no, it's PS2. I was gonna say Dot Hack. Dot Hack's PS2. Good series though. Yeah. 
Um, anything else? On, I mean, I know I'm missing a ton. Resident but. Evil, even though it's an RPG, but I yes. love that Metal Gear. Uh, I'm sorry, Metal Gear Solid. Um, yeah, I, I can't. It's hard to think of all of them right now. I mean, that's a great list. That's, yeah, it's a great list to start. Robo Pit. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> is it Tiny Tank? Rock the Rink. <laughs> Valiant Hearts. No, that's the that's the newer, newer one, right? Ah, oh, there's uh, God. It slipped my mind right now. There's another one by Konami. Oh, Vagrant Hearts. What is it? No, was it Vagrant Vagrant Story? No, Vagrant. There's by, a Vagrant one. Though. It's by Konami. I'll have to share it. I'll have to share it online. But it's a it's a term. It, you know, it's a uh, great game. Uh, Phantom Joe loves it, and there's two of them on the PlayStation One. Great game. Valiant Knights. Vagrant Story. No, I think if if you, that's the one I was thinking of earlier. Sorry, Vagrant Story. If you want an action-based game that has RPG elements on the uh, PlayStation, uh, Castlevania Symphony Symphony of the Night. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can't. Or go. you can go back with Super so Metroid. Good. Was was Tactics on on PlayStation? Tactics was on PlayStation. I, I thought Tactics was on Game Boy Advance. Was was on on Tactics? I think it came out on PlayStation. Yeah, I think it, I think you're right. I think it's a play, there's a PlayStation version of it. I I thought there was, but. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics is excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's PlayStation first. Oh, okay, then they ported it to GBA. Yep, that's a really good game. Oh, so many good. Pretty much any of the Final Fantasy games. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, just pulling something up real quick here. I wanted to check. Uh, yeah, so Chrono Cross. Um, there's a Ghost in the Shell. That's a RPG ish. Huh. That's uh. It's it's like a thirty seven dollar game, but it's if you're a Ghost in the Shell fan, worth checking out. Harvest Moon. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. yeah, Harvest Moon mm. back to nature. Um, when nature calls. Legend of Mana was the one I was thinking of, and then Legend of uh, Lagaya. Oh okay, another good one. Uh, oh god, we totally missed this one. Lunar. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Lunar Silver Star, Silver Star Story, or and, Lunar Two, like uh, Eternal Blue. Oh my God, you will play those games forever. Yep, I forgot. They're so good. That's so, one. Like honestly, like I wish I could play that easily. Right. Like yeah. I would play it all the time. Yeah. Like why didn't that ever make its like? Uh, Is it on the store at all? I don't know. Can you get it for like Vita? I know, I know, like Legend of Dragoon and stuff is. Yeah. but I don't know if, uh, if Lunar is. I would so play that. Um, and it, it's Vandal Hearts. Vandal Hearts, yeah. Vandal Hearts and Vandal Hearts Two, um, is the other one I was referencing. So that's what that's my there list. There you go, Miggy. Hopefully, that's a. Let us know what you play. It's a pretty damn good list. Unfortunately, it's also a pretty expensive list. And you don't have enough time. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, pick, pick. You could really go with any of those and have a really, really good time. So yeah. There's some of our suggestions. Thanks for the question, Miggy. And uh, guys, that that concludes our email section. We're gonna wrap it up here. We want to say thank you to our sponsor, Detroit Beer Collective. Go to DetroitBeerCollective.com. Sign up for their beer crate, and at checkout, when you spend twenty five dollars or more, use the offer code BX8B and get twenty percent off. That's right. And don't forget to check out our current gaming podcast, the BXAB Podcast, which airs on Tuesdays on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, and of course, BXAB.com. The Legend of Retro airs every Thursday in the same locations. 
check out all of our episodes. And guys, please, if you are enjoying the show, if you are on Stitcher or wherever, iTunes, wherever, make sure you subscribe. Uh, make sure you hit that, that follow button, whatever it is. Leave a comment. Rate us five stars. It helps us a ton. Uh, expands our reach. And, and allows us to grow. So if you're loving, if you're loving what you every week listening to our shows, give us some love back. With that, uh, guys, we'll uh, we'll see you next week when the legend continues. <laughs>